Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant. I really appreciate you tuning in today. We have an excellent program for you here today. We're going to talk about... Uh, I mean, everything that you're going to need to know about when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. And then what more importantly, I mean, that's really super important. Okay, but just as important is what do you need to do before ever even thinking about beginning your search? Don't go out and do the old shotgun approach. You're going to waste so much time and you're not going to get it right. And so I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to spend most of the entire program, maybe the entire program on all of that information. But let's kick the program off by answering the most frequently asked question that I've had in 20 years. And that question is, Steve, when is the right time to move? When should we consider moving from our home to a senior care community? It could be any level. It it could be independent living, assisted living, long-term care. You may need memory care. You may not need memory care. And so you you don't want to move too soon. You don't want to wait too long. And trust me on that one, you really don't want to wait too long. Uh, If there's ever a question, I would say, generally speaking, move sooner than you think you need to move and you're probably still a little bit late, <laughs> but, but, but better, but better than, than, than waiting for a long time. So uh, sometimes it's really, really obvious when, it, when it's time to move, there's, there's a crisis, there's an accident, there's a, an unexpected health incident or issue, et cetera. But most of the time, it's not so obvious. may not be obvious at all, but it's on your mind. It's weighing on your mind and, and you're like, Oh boy, this this dread. Like, oh, I I did not want this day to come, and I'm I'm just putting it off, and I'm hoping for the best, and and all that kind of stuff. So, I like to say that the following things should at least trigger the conversation of discussing 
considering moving from your home to a senior care community. And I'm going to go through these fairly quick because I want to spend a, a, a fair amount of time on what you need to do and what you need to know before ever even beginning your search. Because, look, depending on where you live, there could be dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of care options for you to consider. And that's and, and guess what? That's why Senior Care Consulting, my firm, that's why we're so busy, because people need help kind of navigating all of that and, and choosing the right place. So, But you can definitely do it on your own, and I'm going to talk about that today. So, number one, the number one reason to trigger that conversation of when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. Number one, when there's a safety issue, when it's no longer safe to live at home. And a a few examples, leaving the stovetop burners on. Uh, A lot of these, frankly, are related to uh, memory loss. Whether you have an official diagnosis of dementia or Alzheimer's or, you know, other, there could be other issues impacting your memory uh, or, or whether you might be really early on, and you just start seeing little, some things slip a little bit. And you're like, okay, oh boy, I, I can see this coming. So uh, leaving the stovetop burners on and just I'm just not thinking about turning them off, obvious uh, fire hazard there. I have all kinds of stuff. I could spend maybe an entire segment talking about all, all the things I've heard on that. So if that's an issue... Just disconnect the stove, turn the electric uh, electricity off, flip the breaker, unplug it, uh, turn the gas off, et cetera, et cetera. Just take it out of play, okay? And so, and you can deal with dealing with your food uh, in other ways. So, so t- you can take that one out, but that's super, super common. Wandering away and not able to find your way back home. Again, dealing with memory issues. So uh, that triggers a silver alert, and we're seeing more and more silver alerts of someone who's walked away from their house and and they haven't been seen for hours and hours. Uh, maybe more common, they drive away from their house. Uh, this happened to my own grandpa. He drove away from the house uh, in Topeka, Kansas. He ended up about 45 minutes away in Lawrence. Not sure how he got there. He couldn't remember how to get home. And fortunately, I found him at midnight... <laughs> and able to get him home to safety. So that's a big, big deal. That was that happened before there was such a thing as a silver alert. But now that's pretty common. Every time I see a silver alert in my social media feed, I I automatically click. I share it just just to spread the word. Uh, and you never know that might help someone. Usually these silver alerts end uh, with the person. Okay, but tragically, sometimes they do not. So, so that that's a that's a big deal. Malnutrition and dehydration. It's very easy for an older person living at home, especially if they're living at home alone, just to not eat properly. They're not drinking enough water and fluids, and you become you know malnourished, dehydrated. Uh, the, you, you can't let that go on very long. So, do not turn your head. Do not put your head in the sand. Do not ignore that. You've got to take care of it. One of my clients told me, hey, Steve, I'm really worried about my dad. He doesn't eat anything except for an entire package of Oreos every single day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. So that uh, you need to do something about that. That is not good at all. So uh, and sometimes they're not eating anything at all and they're not drinking enough. And this is uh, this can turn again into a tragic situation very quickly. These things should trigger the conversation of considering 
moving from your home to a senior care community. Unsanitary living conditions just due to neglect or the inability to take care of yourself and your surroundings. Uh, Injuries at home, frequent falls, frequent hospitalizations. Some of those are on the little more on the obvious side. Uh, Flying under the radar, a couple of them. This one is huge. Not taking your medications properly. Maybe you're not taking your medications on time. Maybe you're not taking your medications at all. Maybe you're mistakenly taking you know, two pills instead of one, which could affect your blood pressure and all sorts of things. So so uh, the medication management issue is huge. And, well, isn't that a medical thing? No, no, that's a, well, it falls into the medical category, but that's a major, major safety issue. You can't let that happen. And then one that flies way under the radar, and I put it in the safety category, is uh, uh, elder elder abuse, elder financial abuse. Is uh, uh, guess what? The person perpetrating the elder financial abuse, they don't want to be seen. They want they don't want to be known about. So it flies way off the radar, way under the radar, and uh, you need to keep an eye out for that. I've heard so many stories. It's so disgusting. And guess what? Typically, that's coming from the inner circle. Trusted family, friends, you know, long lost nieces and nephews, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your, their, their own sons and daughters, look into that. Don't ignore it and don't think everything's okay. Uh, trust but verify, right? So, uh, so those are, 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 I think, the main things that fall into that. No longer safe to live at home. That should definitely trigger that, uh, that conversation. All right. So, number two. I would call this a 1A, or very close number two, when the caregiver's health and well-being are in decline. So now you have uh, two people declining, and you just can't let that go on very long. So we're talking about your your health and your well-being, so your mental health, emotional, spiritual, and of course, your physical uh, health and well-being. So caregivers, we, we place our own needs on the back burner. And we skip our own doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and and all of our social engagement. And we just sink everything that we have into being the best caregiver we can have. And guess what? A lot of time, then we start to sink. And it's to our own detriment. And stress is a very powerful force. I've seen time and time again where the caregiver actually passes away before the person they're caring for because they've just been crushed by the stress and they don't take care of themselves. And you can't let that happen. That's just... That's unnecessarily tragic, and and it's preventable. All right, number three, when the cost of in-home care becomes too expensive. Uh, I'm a huge fan of home care. It can keep you home and independent for a very long time. But the cost of home care is just really skyrocketing. And if you need too many hours per day, it just may become too too expensive, unaffordable. So it, it's a uh, it's it's an expense or a cost driven uh, issue. And then last but not least, when the care that you provide is not enough, uh, why not consider moving, uh, changing your role from being that caregiver, that hands on uh, care provider to a care manager, meaning find a great place and then manage the care that's being provided uh, to your loved one and make sure that they're getting the great care that they need. And you just turn into a care manager and revert back to your traditional role of the loving spouse, son or daughter or grandchild. So uh, those are the things that that should trigger that conversation. And coming up next, what you need to know before ever 
even thinking about beginning your search. And now the Senior Care Live question of the week. When you outlive your assets, Medicaid will pay for your care. Is that statement true or false? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Right back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. When you outlive your assets, Medicaid will pay for your care. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... Okay, trick question. It's neither or it could be both. It just depends. (laughs) How's that for anticlimactic letdown? Oh, man, I thought it was true. I thought it was false. Well, it could be uh, either one of those. So it 100% depends on if the community you're living in is Medicaid certified. So I had the conversation earlier this week with a client in Florida, and she said, Steve, my dad is really declining. He needs to move from his assisted living community, and she kind of described it as requiring maximum care, which is moving to the long-term care level of care, also known as a nursing home. And and he's and we talked about his 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 payment sources. So you know he has his his Social Security pension. He has some VA aid and attendance benefit, uh, you know, funding coming in, et cetera, et cetera. It's not going to be enough to pay for that nursing home level of care because that's going to be, you know, close to $9,000 a month. Don't wreck your car, by the way. Hang on to that wheel. Grip grip it at 10 and 2, <laughs> right? So, uh, but yeah, so 9000 He's he's definitely going to be short. He can private pay for one month, and then he's going to be Medicaid pending. And, and so she asked me about this particular place, and I looked it up, and I said, well, uh, it looks like, you know, a pretty good option, but they're not Medicaid certified, which means they're private pay only for long-term care. Now, they'll work with, you know, Medicare certified rehab, skilled nursing and rehab after a hospital stay. And they'll they'll you know, they can provide that and bill Medicare. That's a very short term situation. Then long term, uh, you have to be private pay. So he's that's not an option. So, again, she was doing her best, kind of shooting in the dark, had an idea of a place that was nearby, but it's not going to work uh, because they are not Medicaid certified. So if you live your assets, will Medicaid pay for your care in a senior care community? It really does depend. And what that depends on is does that that facility, that community, do they participate in the Medicaid program? And then do you also meet some of their, maybe their unwritten policies or requirements. And what do I mean by that? Well, they may officially be Medicaid certified, but some of these places, and you're not going to find it on their website, right? And and they're not going to tell you until kind of the last minute, but some of them require the ability to pay privately for six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. So, oh yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll bill Medicaid, but you have to be able to pay the $9,000 for at least six months. Uh, Otherwise, we're not going to be able to accept you. 
Now, not all places do that. I would say more often than not, they don't. They might like to have a month or two before they deal with Medicaid because they actually take a, a, a big price decrease as far as their reimbursement. So I explained to her, you know, the place may charge $300 a day, but they may be willing to accept $220 a day as their reimbursement in in, in full, in total, and they write off 80 bucks a day. So so a lot of them say, well, if, if we're going to provide cost, uh, the care at cost or maybe even below cost, we need a little private pay cushion on the front end to kind of balance that out, and then we'll work with that. So this just gets really complicated real, real fast. Uh, so with that, with that little slightly bit of a trick question, <laughs> What should you determine before ever even thinking about doing your search? I'm going to help you out in a gigantic way today. You, you can't believe how many families, and they're well-meaning, well-intended. They have a family meeting. There are several people in the family, and they're like, okay, you take this area, you take this area, everybody go out and check out some places, and then we'll reconvene and talk about it. Okay, and, and then and so so they go out and they talk to all these places and they very quickly figure out that they're underwater and they have no clue what they're doing and they're getting wildly different uh, reports and information from places that look like they should be about the same and they're more confused now than they were before they ever started. Uh, it's incredible. So think about this: if you're looking for a house, all right. So so you're, you're looking for a house to buy. Do you just go out willy-nilly and start driving around and, oh, look, there's a house with the sign in the yard. Let's go knock on the door. Is that how you look for a house? And the answer is a big obvious no. That's not how anyone looks for a house. Usually you're going to have to figure out, okay, this is approximately where we want to live location-wise. This is our budget. This is the type of house or the style of house. This is the school district we want to live in or whatever whatever the parameters are. We want to live in a ranch-style one-floor house. We're, we, we want a two-story. Two we want a split level. What, whatever it is, this is about the size of the house. We need at least so many bedrooms and so many bathrooms. So you put together kind of a, a list of parameters before you ever even think about doing your search. So we're going to do so why would you treat finding a senior care community any different? And I think a lot of folks just panic and frankly they're really really over their head. So uh, again, this information is going to help you in a major way. So what to determine before ever even thinking about beginning your search number 1. We must know and we must identify what level of care we need. What level of care do we need today? And then what I do with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, is I try to anticipate our needs in the future. What will we need or might we need in the future? And then I take that into consideration with my, with my clients through Senior Care Consulting. So, well, what is the level of care, Steve? Is that what, what you call memory care? No. Memory care is not a level of care. So I probably just completely rocked the world of a whole bunch of salespeople in senior care communities right now. Well, what do you mean? Memory care is not a level of care, period. A level of care, the way I look at this, and I, I speak in just very black and white terms here, 
very transparent. The level of care is tied to your licensure. That's the easiest way to do this and not be confusing. I think sometimes some of these people out in some of these places are intentionally confusing. All right, that'll be for another show. So your level of care related to your licensure. So are you licensed as a long-term care provider, also known as a nursing home, skilled skilled nursing facility, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, in, in, in Kansas, they call that a nursing facility uh, in, in technical terms. Okay, are you licensed to provide assisted living level of care? Are you licensed as a residential care level of care provider? Are you licensed as a Home Plus provider or an intermediate care facility? So your licensure outlines very clearly the left lane and the right lane and what you can and cannot provide. So what level of care do you need? That's the first thing you need to know. And coming up next, I'm going to break this down even further. You do not want to miss this. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, visit SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so back to the huge topic, what to determine before ever thinking about beginning your search for a senior care community. And just a few minutes ago, I talked about we have to know first and foremost what level of care do we need? Well, to know that, you need to know what levels of care provide. So the, kind of the big, uh, the big issue out there is everyone just kind of uses some of these terms as kind of generically, should not be used generically. Uh, well, well I, I we'll just go to assisted living. Well, do you know what assisted living provides? And is that really the best fit for your needs? So assisted living, very quickly, is a social model. It's not a medical model. It's a social model where they can, but they provide a lot of support for you. So in an assisted living community, they can help you minimally or fully with your ADLs, activities of daily living. So they can help you with your dressing, bathing, grooming, using the restroom. They can distribute your medications, again, which we talked about earlier in the program, super important. They make all of your meals, snacks, and hydration, uh, so they provide all of that for you. You don't have to even worry about that. They can provide incontinence support to a point, and all of them seem to be a little different. Some places will barely help with that. Some places will help a lot with that and everything in between. Uh, they There's a full slate of, of social engagement, a full slate of activities for meaningful social engagement, quality of life. Doctors come in to visit you, et cetera, et cetera, for you know, some, some basic checkups and that sort of thing. You usually go out to see your specialists. There's transportation to some activities, et cetera. So there's a lot of support, but they're not going to get into – Managing catheter care and providing wound care and providing a two-person transfer if a person is weakened to the point where it takes two people or maybe even a, a mechanical lift to move you from point A to point B, the vast majority of assisted living communities, they, they can't do that. It's over the line. A few of them 
can do these things, but most of them don't. Diabetic management with insulin injections. All right. A few can do that because they have an LPN on staff round the clock. They can manage that. If it's a brittle diabetic where you need a lot of monitoring and a lot of injections, they may not even be able to do that. Even if they're even if they're staffed to provide insulin injections. If it's basic diabetic management, a few of them can, but anything more than that, forget about it. You you need to move to that next higher level of care, which is long-term care, also known as a nursing home. Uh, to most people, it's still called a nursing home. So I, I don't play the games. I just I use both terms so I can communicate effectively. That is a medical model where they provide all of the support that an assisted living community would, plus full medical care, wound care, catheter care, pain management, diabetic management with insulin injections, two-person transfers, uh, tube feeding, maybe even IV therapy. So it, it gets into medical issues, plus, of course, your, your daily, everyday care, your activities of daily living. So you need to really understand that before going to this next step. Uh, maybe we need residential care, which is assisted living, generally speaking, assisted living on the lighter side of assisted living. So some of that daily support of those activities of daily living, uh, but the residents a little more independent, again, generally speaking, and may not need quite as much oversight, maybe not need, they don't need quite as much care. But they need a little bit of help because they can't really do all this totally on their own, right? And so, and there's some other levels of care. But the bottom line is your level of care is related to your licensure. And your licensure says exactly what you can and should and must provide. And that's it. So level of care, you got to know that. And then what type of care do you need within that level of care? So this, again, I, I break this down in black and white. I have explained this so many times to so many people. And, and every time when I explain this, you know what I hear? Well, Steve, that makes sense to me. And that's the most clear explanation I've ever heard. My attorney didn't explain it like that. The nurse at the hospital didn't explain that. The person at the senior care community I'm talking to, they didn't explain it like that. All of it was very confusing, okay? So I'm, I'm just telling you, this is how it needs to be looked at. And I'm going to spend years and years on the radio trying to standardize this approach within a huge, giant industry. Wish me luck on that, okay? <laughs> so the type of care do you need, I just call it general care. Just general, everyday care at the assisted living level or the nursing home level or the residential care facility level or the home plus level or the intermediate care facility level. Just general, everyday care. Maybe that's what you need. Well, what if you have memory issues? What if you have dementia, Alzheimer's? Memory issues that would be a residual issue caused by a stroke. It could be memory issues related to the Parkinson's disease progression, right? There are lots and lots of of things that could cause memory issues, memory-related issues. What if you need memory care? Well, Steve... Well, this assisted living facility said that, you know, they, they have memory care, and they kind of implied that that's kind of the next higher level of care. That, that's uh, kind of like that, the nursing home level of care that you, you've mentioned before. No, it's not. 
It's memory care provided at that assisted living level where they help you with those activities of daily living. It's just a special type of care for residents with cognitive impairment. You see how simple this is to break down? So maybe at that assisted living community or it could be any of these, long-term care, etc. They have general everyday care. Maybe they offer memory care, again, which is a special type of care for a resident with cognitive impairment. Skilled nursing and rehab, that's a type of care. But guess what? That one's only offered at one level of care. That's, you can only find that in long-term care, also known as a nursing home. You cannot get skilled nursing and rehab in an assisted living community. Because guess what? The licensure does not allow for that. See, you t- it all ties back to the licensure. Okay? Whereas memory care, you could have that in all five levels of care because it's just a special type of care. Does that make sense? What about mental health care? What about hospice care, respite care? So again, before ever thinking about conducting your search, you need to know that level of care tied to licensure that says exactly what they can and cannot provide. And then you need to know what type of care you need general care within that level Do I need just general everyday care? Do I need memory care? Do I need skilled nursing and rehab, mental health care, hospice care, respite care? And you have to figure this stuff out. So guess what? (laughs) In my firm, Senior Care Consulting, we this is the first step when we engage with our clients is we conduct a proprietary geriatric care assessment to determine all of this before ever even thinking about researching the market to determine our top options. You have to know what you're looking for before you start to look for it, (laughs) before you go out and search for it, right? So level of care and type of care. So let's uh, complicate this a little bit more. How are you going to pay for it? The The third thing that we need to know before beginning our search is the payment method. All of this stuff will leave you in sticker shock. Can't candy coat it. Uh, and let me just throw a little sticker shock in here. Home care, home care services, non-medical in-home assistance, super, super valuable service. It can help you remain independent at home for a really long time before having to move out of your home that maybe you've lived in for decades and you love your home and you're comfortable in your home and you don't want to leave your home. Bring in a home care provider and they can really, really help in a major way. However, it's come to my attention that there's been re- very recently a major cost increase in home care. Okay, and so we're talking about it used to be 20, 22, 25, you know, maybe upwards of close to 30 bucks a mo- uh, an hour a month. Yeah, <laughs> an hour, <laughs> right? And, and it was worth every penny. Now, some of the places that were 28 29 maybe even $30 an hour, for the places that really do it right, that have great staffing, maybe even provide a little bit of uh, care management or case management services as a value-added bonus, these places are now charging $37, $38, $40 an hour. And why is that? Well, there's a there's severe staffing shortage. It, there was already a shortage, and now it's even worse and so they're they're charging, uh, they're they're having to pay their staff a, a lot more to provide that care. So that drives the price up. So 
On the other side, I'll continue to review the payment methods, and then we'll wrap this whole thing up. Uh, what you must determine before ever even thinking about searching for senior care community. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so what to determine before ever even thinking about beginning your search? You must know the level of care, the type of care, and the payment method. I got off on a little bit of a tangent on, on home care, and that's, uh, that's a, a little bit out of, the, out of the box. But I was talking about just the cost. All of the cost is just increasing, just skyrocketing, and that is driven by a catastrophic, what I'm calling now a catastrophic shortage of staffing. So to attract the best staff from a very limited pool, you have to pay more. And then guess what? That increases the final cost because it's all driven by you know the, the cost of, of the staffing and, and a few other things. So how are you going to pay for your senior care community? Pri- if you hear the term private pay, that means you're just paying from your own resources. You're writing a check and you are, you're paying from your own resources. Just very simple. Uh, Medicare or Medicaid, are you going to have a payment method there? You're going to, uh, how many times have I heard, hey, Steve, you know, dad, dad needs uh, long-term care and he's got the best Medicare coverage that money can buy. So we're set. And then I have to be the bad guy, <laughs> the bearer of bad news. I'm like, um, Medicare does not pay for long-term care. What? What are you talking about? No, 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 Steve. We've got the best policy. We don't pay a penny if you go to the hospital and all that stuff. Yeah, that's that's true. And that's fantastic. Uh, but that is only for your health care. Living in a nursing home or in a long-term care community for the long term, not for skilled nursing and rehab, but to live there and receive daily custodial care, that is not covered by your Medicare, period. And I, I just deflated a whole lot of people <laughs> out there, okay? But I'm, I'm just telling you the truth, okay? And I'm trying to, try, trying to educate. Uh, the, the mission of this program is to provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. So all of this is everything we do is always tied to that mission. Okay, so private pay, Medicare, very limited. It's an excellent benefit, but very limited uh, to what it's going to pay for. And then Medicaid, uh, I spoke at length last week about how to qualify for Medicaid, what it pays for, and went into all of the intricacies of that. And then maybe you are uh, one of the fortunate uh, wise individuals that bought a long-term care insurance policy. I've talked about that on the program. That can definitely help pay for all of these different levels of care and types of care. And then the VA aid and attendance. I spoke a little bit about that last week. So it pays uh, veterans and spouses, the surviving spouses of a deceased veteran, uh, a lot of money every month to help offset the cost of this uh, high cost of senior care. So so you have to know the level of care. You have to know the type of care. And then you have to know how are you going to pay for this. Okay. 
And then you need to define your location parameters. How far are you willing to drive for the best care? And I ask that with to my clients all, all the time. I ask it, ask the question, you know, how far out can we look? And if they say, well, we're only willing to, to drive two blocks. Okay, when well, they never say that. But I'm like, okay, that's a little too restrictive. So how far out <laughs> can we realistically look? Which that ties to how far are you willing to drive to see your loved one in order for us to find an excellent senior care community that will provide the best care possible for your loved one. So you need to have that determined, okay? But we all want to be as close as possible, right? But how reasonably close can can we be and to find the best care? And then last but not least, personal preferences and needs. Uh, so most people don't have anything so specific that we need to note, but I always ask, and sometimes I'll find out, uh, some some dietary issue. Or, you know, Steve, you know, mother's played piano for decades, and it is really uh, deeply meaningful uh, to her to be able to make music and create music, and it's just part of her DNA at this point. Okay, well, guess what? I'm a musician, so I totally get that. <laughs> so let's make sure that we have a place that has a piano where mother can go and play the piano and just fill her soul and 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 it's a big big huge deal so that would fall into the category of a personal preference or, or need so again what you must determine before beginning your search what level of care do you need what type of care payment methods location and personal preferences and needs and once you've determined that then and only then should you go out in to your area to start to look for senior care communities meeting that criteria. And I call that in my business of senior care consulting, I call it building a care profile. So how about that? All right, a quick bit of news. And now, senior care in the news. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. All right. So this one is uh, from McKnight uh, Senior Living and just a lot of great information from that source. But the headline, tens of thousands of nursing home caregivers could lose their jobs this week. And that's according that's from the American Healthcare Association. Tens of thousands of nursing home caregivers could lose their job uh, this week if CMS, that Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, does not reissue a blanket waiver said the American Healthcare Association. Reissuance of the waiver would allow U.S. nursing homes to employ temporary nurse aides, or TNAs, during and beyond the COVID-19 public health emergency. And then, quote, temporary nursing aides really stepped up during the pandemic to serve our nation's seniors in their hour of need. And now they're on pins and needles waiting to hear if they'll have a job come the end of the week. And that's from the AHCA president, Mark Parkinson. It's time to cut the red tape and bring certainty to these heroic caregivers and their residents who have come to rely on them. Okay. Uh, nursing home workforce levels are at an almost 30-year low. That's why I used the word catastrophic just a short while ago. That's according to the AHCA, which also said that the facilities have lost more than 220,000 caregivers over the course of the pandemic. 
All right. So to our government, look, it's time to cut the red tape. It's time to do something about this. Look, the, we're out. We are very far away from from the pinnacle of the COVID-19 public health emergency. It's time to start relaxing these things. This is a catastrophic self-imposed issue. So you've got to fix it. Look, the president of the United States as recently as a couple of weeks ago declared the pandemic is over. So stop playing politics. Get off of the whole power kick and let's get back to normal to where we can start employing great people to take care of our vulnerable senior population in all of these different levels of care. This is ridiculous and I'm pretty done with it. So I wanted to share that news bit with you. This could actually get worse in the in the in the in the near near future, in the immediate future. And it's got to stop. All right. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.